Hello everyone, welcome to the fifth segment of Talking With Tea. This is my podcast segment where myself, guests, and friends will discuss real topics about real life, the obstacles and challenges we face, and how we overcome them. We'll network, pursue our dreams, and continue to evolve as women. Come on in the room and talk with me, T. Today, I'm joined by my friend and brother, Mr. Justin Downs. He is a fellow hairstylist and also my coworker. April 30th is Stylist Appreciation Day. So we'll be discussing a topic. Do you appreciate your stylist? We'll be discussing the industry through our eyes, the stylist eyes. Before we can go into any topic though, as always, we'll have a word of prayer. Father God, we want to come to you. First, we want to say thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for watching over us last night as we slept in slumber, watching over our family members, Lord, and our friends. Lord, we want to ask you, Lord, to please, Lord, continue to give us many, many blessings that we cannot have room enough to receive. Lord, we want to ask you, Lord, to please bless this interview, Lord, bless this topic, bless our clients, Lord, to continue to bless us with their service. And these many blessings we ask in precious Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, many of my followers, my butterflies, they know that I am a stylist, and but they don't know much about my background. I'm going to assume. So, as a guest, though, I would like for you to first introduce yourself to the butterflies and just tell them a little bit about your background as a stylist. What made you get into this industry? How long have you been here? And what makes you enjoy it most? Okay. What's up, y'all? Um, my name is Justin. I go by Mr. He Did That. Um, a lot of my social media t- um, handles are Justin He Did That or He Did That. I am He Did That. Um, I started my hair journey as long as I've been married. I've been married for eight years. Me and my wife have been together for over 12, but I've been, we've been married for eight. However, um, I was a teacher's assistant, and um, I worked for this company where I was a one-on-one um, aid to the teacher with children with special needs and I love that job everything was good but everybody know like with anything something comes to an end so we would have that summer school break now when you're one-on-one you don't really get a summer school gig so you're pretty much off in the summertime and again like I said I've been doing hair since I've been married and as a husband I knew that you know you gotta be able to provide and do things mm-hmm. so um I didn't finish college. I didn't have a degree to be a teacher or anything like that, whatever. But, like, I was still trying to find my way. And one day, um, my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, she was asking me, like, you know, help her with her hair. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. She was like, I'm going to show you. And that's, you know, and I need you to finish. She was doing wand curls. If y'all know what that is, wand curls, the wand curls, whatever. So she showed me a couple of times on the side. She did the side. She's like, you the back. So I showed, saw how she did it, and I was like, I can do it. So when I did it, it looked really pretty. So she was like, oh, my God, you really did a good job. So later that night, we went out, and a lot of people was like, oh, my God, did your hair look good? Whatever, like, who did your hair? Whatever. So she was like, I did the, the front, and Justin did the back. So he was like, no, he didn't. Because everybody that know me know I'm a jokester. I'm glad you know right. that. You know, I like to right. play and joke and stuff. So they was like, no, Justin did your hair like he played too much, whatever. So I was like, no, I really did. So through talking whatever I started to like you know have that that moment where I was like I don't know what I want to do like I didn't know what I wanted to do whatever like um I went to culinary school 
and I did the culinary thing, and it was fun, but I still didn't have a passion for it. It wasn't. It was. It was more so like a job, and it was just something to do, like to get money in my pocket. But I like didn't. I didn't have no love for it. So like you know, if you don't have love for something, you find ways to not do. Like mm -hmm. so, I would like call out just because I don't want to go to work or I want to hang out with my friends or something like that. And she was like, you know, you know, you need to find something that you love to do with that. Don't just do something because you just, it's something to do it. Mm -hmm. Find something that you want to do with that. So she was like, you know, get into something. So I was just like, I don't know. So I've always had a creative side of me. Like I like to create and do things like whatever like that. And I just was like, I don't know. So I started doing research, you know, sitting at home in the summertime. And I was like, looking at stuff. I was like, well, let me see about hair whatever. And then just like any other male, you know, when you're dealing with hair, you feel like it's a girl's job. Mm -hmm. So I had my, you know, my, uh, you know, my, my downfalls. I was like, well, I don't want people looking at me like, why you want to do hair? So like this, whatever. Like, is my friends going to like me or whatever the case may be, whatever. But then I just was like, remembered who I was. It was like, who cares what somebody think, whatever. Do what you want to do. So I went and um, one day I just took a ride down to the Harvard of hair schools. This is our ongoing debate. <laughs> the Harvard of hair schools, Paul Mitchell, Jessup. I took a ride down there and I did the um, the walkthrough. They call it a walkthrough. We did a walkthrough and I saw the school and I was like, oh wow, this is awesome, whatever. Um, it was predominantly white, but I was like, this is awesome, whatever. Like, and I, so I went home and started researching on Paul Mitchell. And his story was just awesome to me. And it was the, the thing that kicked off in my mind. It was like, this man, a male, and he's had several wives and several children, and he, you know, had been with model women, whatever, like that. So it's just like, wow, like, you know, he's a straight male. And he did um, great things. He had schools all over America and the UK. Mm -hmm. That's why he's the Harvard. Um, and he has his own product line, own hot tool line, different things like that. Just, it, it opened my eyes and said that I could be that. I could do that. So I enrolled. I enrolled in the school. And I started school and I was in, like I said, um, my wife, she was a previous hairstylist, but she didn't like the hustle and bustle. You know how hustle and bustle, sometimes we have ups, sometimes we have downs. Yeah. And my wife was like, that don't work for her. So she went to corporate America. She was in school. She got her master's and she was like, I'm going to corporate America. I don't work for corporate America. So she did that. But um, I went to hair school and I, went doing, I was going there during, during the day. And when I was there during the day, um, I still, school year started back again and I still went to my regular job but I was going to school at night so now I was going to night school and night school if you are if you are cosmetologist at night school you really don't get the feel for hair school like you do not you don't in my opinion and, and I agree you don't. so um we just really much was in class and then we did a lot of mannequin work and work on each other mm -hmm. so summertime came back and learn again because when you're in day school when you're in night school you actually go to hair school longer Okay. Um, right. With Paul Mitchell anyway. So I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm like, I'm I'm learning fast because at home, Liz was still teaching me the style inside. Because okay. again, I went to a school where they didn't really teach me style. So they really taught me like, you know, hair care, um, the proper way to shampoo, how to greet your customers, how to be professional. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the 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 good things about doing hair, but they didn't really teach me they, or they taught me cutting mm -hmm. and they taught me coloring with stuff like this, whatever. But I tweaked hair school too, though, because I don't really like schools, but I tweaked hair school too, though. But anyway, um, so after the summertime it came, I decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to go to day school because it was summertime again. I'm like, I ain't doing nothing during the day. I don't, I want to be out at night in the summertime, so I'm going to go to school during the day, and it's going to help me speed my process up. So I went to day school, and when I went to day school, it just was, like, awesome. Um, like, I went there, and it was, like, a different group of people. Um, I was the only black male, 
and I can do some hair. Like, I can curl some hair. They, they used to always be like, oh, he curls so good. How do you have it? He's like, I can see the teacher cut something and I can do it. Whereas though a lot of people were, yeah, I know how to pull hair out and stuff like that, whatever, but I'm just more so, like I said, I'm going to do it in a creative way. Mm-hmm. So I like mastered hair school in that perspective, like just doing it, having fun and doing it, whatever. And um, finished with day school, got um, certified, started that, left there, and jumped right into a salon. My first salon was um, the House of Blush. But before I was a stylist, though, I was a stylist assistant at um, Georgia, New York, and Columbia. I was shampooing hair. So I would leave school and I would go and be a shampoo assistant. And then the first salon I worked at was. Did um, you learn a lot as a salon assistant? I did. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And I, and that's I learned humble how to... because a lot of people feel like they are above being. You know, starting as a salon assistant. Oh, Maybe. absolutely. I absolutely agree with mm-hmm. being a stylist assistant or salon assistant first because how will you know how to, like, talk to your clients? Mm-hmm. How will you know? Because there's a total difference in hair school. Because in hair school, you're not really working... You're not really working the, the, the feed yourself. You're really there, and you're basically getting tips. You, or you're, you know I what I'm saying? I lived off of them. Right, yeah, you're getting tips, and you're actually... Get the money. They're not even paying. They're not even paying a lot of money to the school. Mm-hmm. They're paying something, but you're not getting none of that money. You're getting your tips. You are. So you're not really learning how to like continue to have relationships. But I did. Like I had relationships. Like, I would take other people clients. Mm-hmm. Like when they would come in, cause, like some girls was there at hair school because like their parents made them go to school, and they told them they had to do something, whatever. So like they didn't really care about learning or really taking it serious. So like they would be scared of people who, like if they came in with with natural hair, like. And I would be like, oh, I know how to do that. That's mm-hmm. easy, whatever. Like, and I would blow dry them out, do that. So, like, I would gain relationships. And, like, from hair school, I took four clients with me that I met at hair school. I took them with me or whatever when I um I left there. And they started my hair, my, my stylist journey, whatever. But I love everything about it. And, like I said, I've been doing hair now for eight years now. Um, June will be nine for me for doing hair. And I'm just, like... I mean, sorry, June will be eight years. I'm sorry. Next year will be nine years for me. But June will be eight years for me actually being a stylist, a professional. Uh, um, Paul Mitchell, we call him a professional. A hair professional. A hair professional. (laughs) And there's nothing, you couldn't see, at this point, there's nothing else you could see yourself doing. Absolutely not. The only thing I am ready for now is I am ready for, you know, having my own brand. Um, far as like products and tools mm-hmm. and things, I'm ready for that. But I could never see me stepping away from the chair no time soon. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll go into that. I just, I just don't get that. So you are maybe the second stylist that I have heard say that. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't foresee it. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know if it's a different type of love or passion that we have mm-hmm. for it, but I just don't see how people want to get away from the chair but we'll go into that yeah. um i would say i got mm, yeah we yeah. You gonna have to get into that part yeah, we that. <laughs> so <clears throat> butterflies you all know me um as your host of talking with t i'm tiara um as as a stylist i have a natural ability to do hair i've been doing hair since i was 12 it was something i dibbled and dabbled with And then I lost my passion because I was told no so many times by my mom. She just didn't foresee it as a real career just because, um, not because she didn't want me to chase my dream, but she just wanted me to um, go to college and do the corporate thing 
become a, a lawyer, a doctor, a nurse. You know, those things. She wanted better for me than what, you know, she had. And she wanted um, different opportunity. And also, she had a friend who had a failed salon. So, who was like a, a sister to her. So, um, to her, doing hair was not a real career. So, you know, um, several times throughout my life, I tried to go back and chase that dream, but it was always, that door was shut. Mm. And so, you know, you know, you move on and you just start another career. And that's what I did. I started working for a company and you just become complacent. And I did, I got comfortable with the money. Mm. As long as you paying me, I don't care. I'm going to get up, I'm going to go to work and it's whatever. Mm. But I, you know, I am now at this point, 26 years old and I'm with my husband at what who was then my boyfriend at the time mm. and he was just like I am so tired of hearing you complain about that job. Yeah. What are you gonna do You wasn't happy. To be happy. And what do you like to do? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I like to do hair and he yeah. was like, You lying. Like you and never mention no hair. You right. can't do a lick of hair, you go out of here and make me spend money on your hair every mm. week. <laughs> you make me pick you up for the salon every mm. week. Like, you can't do no hair. And I'm like, no, I really I, I really do hair. Yeah. And he was so surprised by that. And he just, from that moment, he started hitting the ground running for my dream harder than me. Mm. And I'll always love and respect him for that. Absolutely. And, um, so, you know, at the time, there was only one school around that I knew of, and that school was absolutely not for me. <laughs> um, I did a tour of the school, and I was like, God, no. And the person that I used to be, mm-hmm. everybody knows that I would have been thrown out of the school yeah. within a month's time yeah. because, I, yeah. So, um it was a no for you. It was a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, um, one day my husband came busting in the house and he was all excited. And he was just like, and this was maybe like two years after that mm. conversation. He was like, babe, babe, I found you a school. I found you a school. And I'm like, school for what? Because now it has left my mind. I mm. got a promotion on my job mm-hmm. and everything. He was like, my hair school is like, I was taking my coworker locked himself out of his car mm. and I took him to his wife's school mm. and to get the spare key and it's right out the road. And I'm like, there's no school out there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes, it is. So needless to say, he had, he said, I already set you up an appointment. Mm-hmm. You go on Tuesday. No, rewind. I said, did you get me any information? He was like, like a pamphlet or anything. He was like, I already set you up an appointment for Tuesday. And he said, I got the book right here. And it was a book that stood up off the floor this high. He had took some <laughs> people's books. And it was like a hardback book. I was like, oh, my God, we got to return this. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, you go on Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So I'm like, you sure it's right up the road? Because mm-hmm. I never saw a school up there. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, I called my godbrother and... Uh, contacted him because he's um, really seasoned in the hair business. He had sat on state board before mm-hmm. and he had been an administrator and um, I was like, hey, I need you to come with me mm-hmm. to check out this school 
and everything. I really trust his judgment in mm-hmm. the in the hair business. Yeah. So he was like, okay, he come. And he was like, I've never heard of a school. Mm-hmm. So when we got there, when we got to the see about the school, I was just like, oh, this is all of that. Like, I really, I really like it. And when we walked in, everybody was on the floor. They had on all the black. black. Yep. Yep. And it was diverse. I just saw different, you know, ethnicities and races. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow. And they both said to me, this is you. And yeah. I said, this is this is me. And I just saw who I wanted to become. Yeah. I, it was who I wanted to become. Not only in the hair business, but as a as a female, as a woman, I knew where I wanted to evolve, and mm-hmm. so, you know, my husband was so excited, and he was like, "I gotta buy you some school supplies, guy. We gotta go school shopping." Mm-hmm. I just felt like a little girl, and yeah. I was excited. My dream was really becoming a reality. Yeah. So I we did the tour, and I signed up, and mm-hmm. needless to say, I go in. See there to fill out the financial aid piece to see what happens. Mm. And I come out and my brother has the job. He gets hired as the teacher. <laughs> he didn't even go for that reason. But right. He got hired as the teacher. And it was a good experience for us both. And he was the only teacher to ever fire me. I mean, um, fail me. you. And I was so upset with him that day that he failed me. But I will never forget the lesson in mm-hmm. that. He told me, he said, in this business, you need to remain teachable. Yeah. Remain True. teachable. It's always changing. Yeah. Remain teachable. Yeah. And um, he said, I know you coming in here having experience and having doing hair and worked in salons, but you need to... Forget everything you think you know mm-hmm. and just learn. Mm-hmm. You paying for this education, just learn. Mm-hmm. And he also said, align yourself with the people that are good in the areas where you struggle. Mm-hmm. So at the time, my struggle was um, color. Okay. It was color. I, I just couldn't understand that color wheel. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't click for me. Color correction was my struggle. Mm-hmm. So I aligned myself with, with some girls, that some young girls. I was And I was older mm-hmm. than a lot of the girls. Like you said, some of them were there because they had to be mm-hmm. or they didn't know what else to do. They was trying to find their way. Mm-hmm. And I was there for the passion. Like I, yeah. I was enjoying myself. Yeah. And, you know, I just aligned myself with some people that, could show me things and in turn I would show them things right, and it really made it made things so much better because I walked away from from the Yale <laughs> hair <laughs> Empire Beauty School Glen Burnie I walked away from the Yale of hair <sighs> being very diverse so you know I learned to not just do black girl hair yeah I learned and now coloring is you know, coloring is one of oh, my yeah, strong, strong suits. suits. Yeah, it's yeah, one of absolutely. my strong suits, and um, I I just challenge any stylist out there to, if you struggle with something, to align yourself with other stylists that are good at things that you struggle with, and just you know help each other as yeah. opposed to competing with with one another. Ooh, that's another topic. 
He <laughs> wanted prompted me to want to have this conversation was that one day I was um just scrolling on Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. and uh there was this thread and these girls they were just talking to women and they were just talking and I'm not saying that what they were saying was not valid but mm-hmm. you know they were really upset some stylists pissed them off and they were saying um that bring back the stylists that care for hair gone are the days of stylists that care for hair and you got to show up shampoo now braid it down. and braid it down and you got to pay all this money <laughs> and no stylists care for your hair anymore. And they were just saying that stylists will charge you an arm and a leg for um, lateness or cancellation. Mm-hmm. And then they'll turn around and do the same thing. So who holds them responsible? Mm-hmm. And I definitely... Because I am someone's client. Mm -hmm. I definitely understand as a consumer how they must feel. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to shed light on the uh, industry through our eyes and maybe help clients understand what we feel like and how it got there. So, you know, back in the days when I was a kid, a teenager, and my my aunts used to do hair, you know, my aunt has a successful salon. Um, my mom and them, when they went to get their hair done, they were more stand up. They were more, they were more respectful of someone's time. Mm-hmm. So you just really don't find that anymore with a lot of the ladies, the females, you know, my older clients, they, they still do things like get their stylist, um, Christmas gifts yes. and, you know, and the coworkers, <laughs> and, and <laughs> they still bring things to the salon. That stuff means so much. It, it just warms your heart, and you know, brightens your day. Because a lot of times, as a stylist, we are dumped on. Yeah. People just sit in your chair and just dump on you. You know, they say the stylists are psychiatrists. You know, and we don't have a degree in the first thing or the second, but we (laughs) are a listening ear a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so just to know that somebody remembers you, it means a whole lot. And um, a lot of times, you know, back then, if you weren't going to be able to make it, then you would just call. Mm -hmm. They didn't waste stylist time, have that person's book all filled up because back then they were just penciling in Mm -hmm. or I remember being a salon assistant and we had that black book Mm -hmm. and you wrote Miss Robinson down for next Saturday. She was coming. And if she wasn't coming on next Saturday, you you knew knew before Wednesday, at least by Tuesday that she wasn't coming. So that allowed you to scratch her out Mm -hmm. and that opened up your space Mm -hmm. for someone else. And a lot of times these girls they don't they don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It blocks up your time and we are no one's paying us. Mm-hmm. We're paying ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that that messes up your money, you know, it blocks off your time, you know, things like that. So that's where the deposits and stuff came from, you know. So um while I agree with some of the things that the ladies were saying, I think that they they don't get it from our perspective. So yeah. this entire interview, we will talk about things from our perspective. Yeah. All right? Got it. Let's get it. Let's go. So I just want to ask you first, how did the pandemic affect your business? Well, the pandemic definitely hit my business hard. Um, again, um, I work on a client basis, whatever. Um, 
but it also made me stronger mm -hmm. um, in the hair industry. Um, I will say, like, it, it definitely broke my business, but it also made me stronger in my business because it made me have that lion mentality about it about and about just about life like so now it's like you know what do you do if you if you don't have a client because for so long um being a new stylist i came in and and i like to share this with people that's up and coming and stuff like that because i came into the salon looking for an overnight success like oh i'm gonna get in here and because i know my ability i should have a client book of 15 people a week, boom, 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 I should be doing. That's what I came in understanding. But then, like, I had mentors and stuff like that who really told me, like, you know, it took, it takes time to build that type of clientele. It takes time, and it, it's not an overnight success. Like, if you're in it for the right reasons and you're doing a great job, it's going to come. You know what I'm saying? But you also have to put in the work mm -hmm. to get to that point. So the pandemic pretty much humbled me in a way because it made me feel like, what do you do if you don't have a client? You get what I'm saying? Because are you going to sit around and wait for a client and not have money or, or be down behind behind bills? So what do you have to do? Um, and like I said, I, I owe a lot of my success. Let me just start there to my wife. Um, I want to say my wife is not only a number one cheerleader, number one top fan, whatever you want to call it. She's everything. And I owe everything to her mm -hmm. because when I tell you she rides for me when I'm at my lowest moment in the hair industry when I have had times where I'm like well maybe this is just not working for me whatever she has been that push still saying hey I need you though to still be that provider for me but I'm not gonna let you give up on something that you love mm -hmm. I'm gonna help with the solution my wife is always someone that can say hey we might this might not be working, but what's the solution to get it to work? She's always got ideas. She I, always oh, comes she's so through awesome. with ideas. She's awesome. Hey, I was thinking you just she, need to do I this. I tell her she's my, yeah. she's my Chris, she's my Chris Jenner to my Kardashian. Okay, she is. She's my Chris Jenner. So, um, what what she did was over the pandemic. She was like, "Look, you can't see them." But introduce your clients to wigs. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get some wigs and you can customize wigs. You can do little things, whatever. So, like, a lot of people that follow me know that during the pandemic, I would be dropping wigs, like, customizing wigs and dropping them every other day. Because I was like, I need people to buy these wigs. And I would ship them off to them. They can come pick them up and different things like that. So, I became getting really in tune with the wig services. Mm -hmm. Because... At the same time of the pandemic, that's when the wig wave was coming through anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people was letting stop getting the weaves. They wanted to be able to change their hair like the celebrities. They wanted to be have different hairstyles. Because they couldn't go week. to the salon. Right. You had to be able to do right. something. Right. So it jumped me into that. Um, then it um, also made me um, think about just like other ideas. Like I would do raffles. I would do little things like that. And then when the pandemic slowed down and things opened back up, like the clients that that were like that was coming to me came right back like it was clockwork and then i also got new clients because also during the pandemic it taught me to since you can't really show your work show your followers and things your personality because a lot of people don't understand like some people book based off your your your, your talent mm -hmm. but they also want to book a personality they want to book an experience mm -hmm. so a lot of people come to me beginning oh they when they do come to me like i had one girl came to me and it was her first time came and when she saw me she was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that I really get to meet you, whatever. And I'm just like, I'm Justin. Ah, how you doing, whatever. I don't think you he was here that day, but Yolanda was here that day. And she was just like, oh, I know you soaked that up. You thought you was a celebrity. But she really came in and was like, it's so good to see you. Give me a hug. And I'm like, 
I'm just Justin. Like, what's up? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, but, you know, I fanned out once. Right. <laughs> so, like, it, it made me feel good because it's like, dang, people really follow me because they want to the experience and they want to they wanna really meet me because I follow people and I'm starstruck by a certain style. It's like, I feel like, oh my God, like, that's that person. Like, I see people, like, styles in, like, the ghosts, especially local Baltimore styles. And I see them, I'm just, like, starstruck. Mm. But I'm like, dang, somebody feels that way about me, whatever. Humbly, though. You know, so I don't look at it like, oh, yeah, I'm him. This, this, I don't think that, whatever. Like, I still, like, a lot of people tell me all the time, like, you a beast, you do a good work, whatever. But I still feel like I have so much more to grow in the industry, whatever. And that's another reason why I don't feel like I'm done yet, because I don't feel like I really has hit my best potential in the hair industry. Got you. But that's what the pandemic did to me, though. It gave me that lion mentality. mentality. Yeah. As for me, the pandemic, it, it pushed me. Mm-hmm. It pushed me to come out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. um, and stop doing the things that I was just comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It pushed me to um, go ahead. It gave me time to, I, you know, I got really sick during mm-hmm. pandemic with Corona and just being home, mm-hmm. I said, well, it's, it's time to, to rebrand. Yeah. And um, I went from creativity, hair designs to the creative brand mm-hmm. and I branded myself and, um, for my birthday, I, I, I branded myself mm-hmm. and gifted myself a brand. I did try to, I love makeup. I tried to do the cosmetic thing just to see where it would go. And it was cool, but it's not really my heart. Mm-hmm. My heart, I mean, you know, I do makeup as a part of my services, yes. But I really don't want to carry makeup mm-hmm. right now. I'm into hair and hair care. Yeah. So, you know, I started with those products first so Mm -hmm. that's what I did I really got into my brand and just how to really better care for hair I'm Mm -hmm. I'm really into hair care Mm -hmm. so that's when you see me messing with stuff around here a lot of that stuff came from just being constricted to the bed Mm -hmm. and not losing my mind I started researching a lot of stuff so that's that's where that came from so once it was time for outside to open a little we um the skybox opened up and mm-hmm. I transitioned locations. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in a completely still in the same town, yeah. still in still in Baltimore, but I'm in a completely different location and sometimes all of your um your clients don't always follow you sometimes. Yeah. Well, at least those didn't because it they was, it was out of their comfort zone. It's out of their comfort zone. Yeah. It's out of their comfort zone. And when you come into downtown it's more it's more upscale than where where I yeah. was. It's a different area, different vibe, different vibe, and it's definitely a vibe at Al yeah, Salon. It it's is. a vibe we, and um, you know, bro, one thing he preaches providing experience. Yeah, and we started providing. I started providing an experience. Mm-hmm. We provide an experience. Yes, and so with that, yesterday's price was not today's price. And so it pushed me out of my comfort zone That's of our slogan around here. <laughs> charging, you know with your worth. You, you know, I had to learn to charge my worth. And yeah. you know, so I had to I had to also take classes and stuff mm-hmm. to begin to um match that worth though. Yeah. What I'm saying I'm worth, I gotta know that I can yeah. I can do this. And so when I met you I was like, okay, 
it's another stylist coming here that mm-hmm. I can learn from straight off the bat. Because mm-hmm. I told you straight up and down, oh, I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be learning because I'm the type of stylist that I'm humble. I'm is You can never stop learning. No, so. pause though. I remember that day I started here because I had worked with um, Marco before mm-hmm. at two different salons. And then I was at another salon and then... You know, um, that's another thing, too. Like, sometimes you have to work in your environment, and you have to work in an environment that is suitable for you and something that you like. And I was working somewhere where, though, you know, I just wasn't a fit in mm-hmm. the salon. Um, nothing personal. The people there was nice and, and everything like that. But I just wasn't a fit for that type of salon. And then, like, my clientele is, you know, very diverse. You know what I'm saying? Um, I really don't have different ethnicities, but I do have clientele from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm not really the stylist to, you know, have, you know, and this is no offense, we being raw, like to have like the trap music and stuff playing or whatever. Like a lot of my clients are not that girl, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So um, it just wasn't a fit for me and my clients. I, I started to see things where as though I'm not happy and it started affecting my business where as though a lot of clients was starting to slow up with the book and I was like, what's going on or whatever. And when I would talk to them, they was like, you know, it's just kind of rough where, you know, we come in, they don't feel comfortable and just different. It's just not the vibe. And it's like, now that I'm here, my clients love coming here. They feel comfortable. If I'm not here, they feel comfortable to come in. If Tierra is usually always here. So when she opens the door, she she's the first one that my client sees sometimes if I get here because now that I live far, I be late a little bit. Excuse me. But, <laughs> Yeah, she usually greets my clients with me, and they love it. And you know, and and I love that experience, whatever from that, whatever. But I remember when I first got here, um, I came in, and I didn't see Tierra yet. Um, you wasn't at work that the day that I actually moved in. But when I came back to work, she was here, and I remember coming in. She introduced herself. She was really nice, but I could tell she was feeling. And she even said it was like, "Oh, she was like, because I don't really like, you know." I, 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 I like vibes and energy. And she was like, you know, I don't mind working with people, but it has to be the right vibe. Because we... So, you know, and we, we work so close together. So, you know, at the time when I, when I came in, like the vibe had to be right. Mm-hmm. Because if you can been out so long, you see that we work really close together. So, and so the vibe had to be, you know, a good vibe, whatever. But like I said, she's awesome. From there, we was able to you know, gain a really good, healthy work relationship. Like I said, she's not only my friend, my sister, or my client of mine. You know, we really work good together. And we take it, like I said, if I have to be checked about certain things, we able to have that and, you know, still move forward and work together with each other. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and meeting Justin, my brother, he's like, uh, my god brother, he's like, yeah, so I'm getting another stylist. Um, he's coming. You've seen him before when you've come around me at my other salons. Um, it's Justin. And I'm like, I, I don't see him. He's like, um, the, the one that got a wife. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. Yeah, he can do hair. He's like, um, yeah. I said, listen, listen. <laughs> the first thing I just need to know is it going to be drama because... One thing that I asked him for was I didn't want another female butterflies. Y'all know how I am. If y'all been following me, y'all know how I was with females. You know, I've been delivered. Okay? Um, (laughs) I just didn't. I was like, it's not going to work. But he was like, no, it's Justin. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fine. I think y'all going to vibe together. 
So, you know, if I don't know you the way that I am, I'm going to be quiet and I got to check you out. So, you know, I had already seen Justin do hair before at the other salon. So, I already mm -hmm. knew you knew how to do hair. So, you know, I just was checking out how you was with your clients. And y'all seemed to be really connected. Y'all was mm -hmm. having a really good time, you know. And then I saw you do a silk press and my hair was looking crazy that day. I didn't feel like <laughs> fighting with it. Um, I used to do my hair all the time, but at that point, it was just like, somebody can take me. I had just found, I just started, I had just got to the point where I stopped liking to do my own hair. Mm. And it just felt good to know that I'm looking at somebody that will do my hair the way that I like. I can sit here and don't have to worry about it. And I mm. said to you, like, oh, I got you got next, please. Mm -hmm. And then you was just like, oh, oh, all right, I got you. So that was that. So now we have developed a working relationship, friendship. Like, I can call Justin beyond the just salon. salon. Yeah. Like, we can talk about anything. And Justin is another one of my brothers now. And yeah. just like any of my other little brothers, sometimes he got to get it. Sometimes I got to get it. It is what it is. But one thing that I definitely enjoy is the fact that we come right back like there's no animosity no other added parties none it's of that between us and, and sometimes y'all won't even know yeah <laughs> we just keep it moving keep it pushing yeah. and because when you work in a salon sometimes it's so much cattiness yeah i've worked i've managed a salon with 13 women mm -hmm. and Oh my God! Yeah, and we don't allow it from the staff or the clients. Like our mm -hmm. clients respect each other. Our, you know, the stylists respect that we respect each other's yeah. clients, and each other clients respect the other stylists. You know, we have to. Yeah, it's got to. You be understand what we mean by respect, and we, I guess some of the other questions. And I think we'll that down for us three, this is our home away, away from, from home, home, and this is our passion. Yeah. So being here and being passionate about when you, what you do and when you love what you do, yeah. we we really literally creating. And so yeah. you have to be in your space, in your zone to create. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because we dancing while we working and, mm -hmm. and everything like that. So I can come here and be in a way, but when I hit that top step, it, leave it leaves. It. Yeah. it leaves until I leave and yeah. go back to whatever it is. Yeah, reality. You know. Yep. So let's talk about products and product cost because, um, you know, I had a client ask me. It was so weird because I had never had a client ask mm -hmm. me before. Could she take um, pictures of the products that I'm using? And I was like, you know, no, you may not. I'm and I'm not that stylist that's um selfish with information and here's why. I will share with you what I know and some of my stylist friends they debate that because they like, girl, that's gonna keep your chair empty because they're gonna just go home and do it themselves. A, they're not trained professionals, so they can't yeah. do it like yeah. you. And B, um, I just I share what I know in a way that so that they can carry on is home hair care. Yeah. You know, it's a prescription. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you your prescription so you can go home and continue yeah, what we began in the salon. Yeah. I don't believe in starting the same processes over and over and mm -hmm. over again. Mm -hmm. So if we started to care for your hair today, I need to give you a regimen to go home and com complete. You need to do your part, and I'm going to do my part when you come yep. and see me. So... 
you know, I will share with you certain things that you can purchase from the store or mm-hmm. on Amazon or whatever. Yeah. But so once I come and take pictures of what I'm using, you're either going to sit in my chair and trust my professional recommendation or you're going to go on back down the door, down the steps, and hit the white button and see yourself out the door. Yeah. That's, that's just sad. And see, I, I've actually had a client who... Like I said, and I, and I have no problem with uh, educating my clients about the stuff that I use, anything. Like, clients ask me questions all the time, like, oh, so what are you using and stuff like this, whatever. And um, I kind of, I educate you on definitely what's best for your hair. Mm-hmm. But I also let you know, like, you know, this is professional use. Mm-hmm. Or I, you're not even going to be able to go to the, they don't even sell us at stores where you can go get it from. And different things like that. And, like, um, you know, like, for the, the lace adhesive that I use and stuff like that, like, I spend a lot of money on professional products, whatever, and, you know, I have no problem expressing that to you, whatever, but a lot of my clients also know, and I tell them, you can, I can tell you what I use, but do you know how to properly use it? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Then I have clients who I do only see once a month, or if they come get an installment, they know how to, like, shampoo their hair, they have a set-at-home dryer, or they'll do that, whatever, because a lot of my clientele come from D.C. or Falls, Virginia, you know, I, we didn't hear clients come in and say, oh, I didn't roll all the way from Philly, mm-hmm. I didn't roll from Virginia. So a lot of times they're not coming back and forth as much. So I will tell them, like you said, prescriptions and stuff. But what Your I feel hair like, care. right, hair care. But what I feel like is really um, rude and feel like was really um, disturbing is I had a, a moment not at this salon. This was when I was on um, at another uh, the, the previous time before I caught here. Um, I had a client ask me about. Um, the lace stuff that I was using. And she was like, I've never seen that before, whatever. And I was like, because I took the label and off because I'm like, you know, I didn't want nobody, I, I leave a lot of my stuff in salon sometimes because I just don't feel like taking stuff home. And I didn't want nobody like to walk past my suite or see, because we had, it was a suite style salon. And um, I didn't want nobody, I didn't never lock the door because there was another issue. I never got a key to my suite. So my suite was always open. But however, um, it was able to, people was able to walk in and out or whatever, my suite, whatever. But I trusted everything, nothing, ever, thank God, nothing was ever stolen or anything like that. However, though, I, a lot of my stuff that was, that I spent a lot of money for, I would never really want to have just sitting out. So I would take the labeling off of things. So she was like, oh, where you get this from? What's this? Whatever, like that. And um, I was like, oh, you know, this is the lace adhesive I use, whatever, like, haha, it's, it's holding you down. You like it, right? And so she was like, yeah, whatever, like that. So um, I didn't know that it was a labeling at the bottom of the thing. So I went to go do something, came back, and baby girl had my thing up, like, taking pictures. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, you got the labeling at the bottom of the thing. I'm like, dang, I didn't even know that. So how did you do that? I mean, you really picked it up and was like really like looking and or whatever. And um, it just was, it just weirded me out though. I'm like, you know, I just feel like have respect for my stuff. You get what I'm saying? My space, whatever. And it's not, it's not that I don't want you to know, but you're trying to take it and you don't even know how to use it. But you also have to have, the biggest thing is be trusting of that stylist. Yeah. Maybe if... You're going to a stylist for the first time. Read their reviews. Or if you are getting referred from a friend, ask about the pros and the cons of going to this person. Do your research then so that you can feel some level of comfort before sitting in their chair because 
If not, you know, then you but, just create an uncomfortable environment. But this was the thing, though, sis. She she used it. She she took the picture. And she must have went and used it. She was like, you know, I'm going out of town. And I just want to know what I'm going to be able to do. I'm going to be out of town, be at the water, whatever. First of all, I tell my clients all the time. If you are that water girl and you're going to an island, you're going to Miami, and you plan on being in the water, you're that water girl, the wig is the best suggestion for you. And I'm, I'm talking about being able to wear it glueless, being able mm-hmm. to take it on, on and, and off. off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I educate them on that. There's no need to come in and get a wig glued down because nine times out of ten, it's going to lift. You get what I'm saying? You want to be in the water. Now, mind you, I now use water-resistant products and stuff like that, whatever they do that. But again, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't even know how to upkeep it. Like, you don't know to like, oh, if I'm going to get in the water to wear my, my head wrap. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, not not that you have to wrap all your hair, but I have to make sure, you know, the, the hair ties down oh, right, for, the, right, for right. the front part. That way, when the water hit it, even if water does get to it, once I'm air drying, that's holding it down still. You're going to dry. Or you go back to your hotel room, you can dry it real quick and it'll stay down. But she didn't know that to do that. She went out and purchased the um, the lace um, the lace adhesive or whatever. And we made a mess. And she went down there. She did it. She had cloves of glue t- coming through the lace. And she was like, I ruined this, this closure. Glue seeped through the thing because you didn't know to let it dry. It has to be clear before you... Put your lace back down. But you thought that you knew what you were doing because you just see me at the lace. You, but you don't know what I'm doing behind your head. You just know that I'm using this lace thing on you, tying you down, and you getting up. And you like, oh, I'm down, I'm down. So you thinking that, oh, all I got to do is dab, 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 and put the clothes. No, you, it's steps and methods mm-hmm. that you have to take to do Why? Because what you're I the do. professional. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she learned, long story short, she learned her, her closure. Had to purchase another one because I was like, you know, this is ruined. Even when I wash this, this is a lace. When I'm combing that glue out, it's going to bald yeah. your lace. And it did. It make a hole. And it, it did. It, it bald it. It made it bald. And she had a middle part one. It was so, $6.95. Oh, $6.95. $6.95 was given. I'm talking about the peace sign. That middle part had, had opened. So, you know, and it was just something as easy as just saying, Justin, how can I, what can I do? To keep my, you know, down whatever, but yeah. Oh yeah. As for me, I, I'm, I usually there are things that I use in the salon that are specifically professional, yeah. especially. Yeah. You know me, Justin. My shampoos and conditioners yes. are the holy grail to yes. me. They mean the most. Um, I spend a lot of money on yes, my shampoos and conditioners. She does. Uh, and she know what they used. <laughs> I don't mark them. I eyeball them. Uh, I've used a lot of money on those, especially yes. the deep conditioners and my yes. treatments and yes. stuff. Those those hair care things. So, I'll, if it's things that you need to do before you come back to see me in six weeks for your treatment, because I just got some clients that just come for treatments mm-hmm. only. They get protective styles or whatever they may mm-hmm. do. But I will tell them, okay, these are my favorite over-the-counter things that you can go in the store and get. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not stingy with information. So it's a difference between professional products and over-the-counter stuff that you can get. Yeah. But don't, you know, be in there taking pictures and, and stuff like that. And or do go out and spend all the money because we get a discount. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know, 
Um, <clears throat> do you feel that each client should tip following services, and are you offended if they don't? Um, I'm absolutely not offended because, like I said, I'm paid very well for the work that I do. Um, I'm not offended if they tip. Um, majority of my clientele, especially my faithful clients, will tip, will mm-hmm. pay extra. And they'll be like, here, you know, this is a little bit more, like, especially like around my birthday time, things like that. They'll be like, oh, this, you know, I'm going to add a little bit more to it because it's your birthday. But um, I'm definitely not offended. And I, like I said, I, I don't feel like it's a requirement because, like I said, I charge... You know, I'm you paid very. I'm, I'm charged my worth, so I'm paid very well for what I do. So tipping, you know, is extra and it's appreciated for those who do do it. But if you don't, I don't feel no type of way or anything like that. I don't look no type of way. However, though, clients that do tip in a way get VIP services, and what I mean by VIP service, meaning though, you know, you can book with me and you know if I'm in that mood I'll be like you know just give me this today okay because I I know like you know so you appreciate them I appreciate you just as much as show them like this time you know hey I'm I'm gonna do this for you or the appreciation goes both ways or if they're late or they gotta reschedule it's really like oh you don't have to worry about the the rescheduling fee or you don't have to worry about the cancellation fee you know you, you good because I know that they take good care of me or whatever you know what I'm saying so you get that but like you know, not saying that I treat people that don't tip differently, but it's just like, no, this you're gonna, you know, pay us for your services, and I thank you, and I, you know, hope to see you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understood. Yeah, it's like one hand washes the other hand. Yeah, yeah. understood. Yeah. As for me, um, it's not a requirement. You know, mm-hmm. um, you don't have to tip. You know, all you have to do is pay for the amount of your, your service. service yeah. You know. If I do a really good job and you are really pleased with your service, then I would appreciate mm-hmm. a tip. You know, it's just, you know, we are service workers. Mm-hmm. And just like when you go out to dinner, if your server yeah. did a really good, good job, job yeah. then you leave that yeah. tip. You know, if they didn't do so well, then if they didn't do good and you're not pleased at all, then they get no tip. Yeah. You know, so for me, tips kind of. Let me see you how you really feel. Mm-hmm. So that that's it for me. It it lets me know that you really was pleased with your hair or or not. And to know? piggyback on what you said earlier about um your seasonal clients, not seasonal clients, like your your more of the older generation clients or whatever. Um, my ones that's old older and like know that that back in the day type thing. You know, you took care of your style. Mm-hmm. Like you tip so. All of them, yeah, like all it's my customary old, for them. They they come up with a tip. They bring they want to bring. They text you before they come. You need breakfast. You, you want a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You, some, you know what I'm saying? And like so that those clients always tip. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I be like, oh, thank you so much. You know, miss, like I be saying, you know, it, it is it's a really 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 appreciated. Like um, it's not. I don't want to downplay it. Like I don't care about a tip, but I'm just saying like it's it it's not a requirement. You say it's not a requirement. Yeah, I'm not ever offended if a, yeah. if a client. Yeah. Because that's their money, yeah. you know, as long as yeah. you pay me for my service, yeah. you know, but Absolutely. it's definitely appreciated Absolutely. and, you know, but it just, for me, it kind of, in my head is like a little scale, like, mm-hmm. oh, she must have really liked it or mm-hmm. just, she was satisfied or yeah. <laughs> not so much. Okay. Yeah. You know, and the goal is to always make sure your my clients leave here, you know, satisfied. Yeah. You know, have you ever been faced with um, a dispute or a chargeback and like, how did you handle it? Um, 
I've never had a dispute. Um, like I've never had nobody try to like dispute a service or a charge or something like that. Whatever. I never had that. I I have had um, the booking site that I use double charge somebody or maybe charge somebody and they paid in cash and it's like oh they charged my card. Um, how do you do that? And I always remain professional. I screenshot things. I, I screenshot the process of me um, refunding them their money mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I have had a client who. Um, you know, was a little impatient and they had already like prepaid, but I did like most of the work mm-hmm. and, you know, they were just being impatient because it was a, you know, they didn't do their part. So it, you know, kind of made them have to, you know, sit around a little bit and wait until I'm able to service you and couldn't. So um, the young lady, you know, wanted to leave and she wanted half her money back, but I'd already started the process. And, you know, I just explained to her that, that wasn't going to happen because I did my part. You didn't do your okay. part. And, um, you know, just remain professional with her and, and explain to her that. I was here that day and yeah. you remain very professional. Too. Always. You remain Always. very professional. Always. Through that situation because it was a try. Yeah. It was a Always. try. It definitely Always. was a try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what methods? Um, well, let me first answer my question. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never dealt with a dispute of any sort. Knock on wood. Pray to God that Absolutely. I won't. Please don't. <laughs> I never had any disputes or anything. But same with you. Mm-hmm. Our little book in sight was trying it and double charged someone. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that I did, dealt with it, was the same thing. Screenshots. Just kept that line of communication open with the client. Um, She had tipped me via Cash App very well. Mm -hmm. But then they had took a tip from her Mm -hmm. without asking her. And so um, what I did was I just sent the tip that she sent me on Cash App. I sent it back to her. Mm -hmm. And um, she was like, that wasn't even necessary. But... You don't need to tip me twice. It's okay. Yeah. And um, she was very appreciative. I'm not trying to get over on anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, w- I would rather you come more times. I gain more money and more, yeah. you know, a, if you're a, a returning customer. Yeah, yeah. Returning, returning client. Versus trying to beat you. Yes. You know, I yes. won't get anything yes. out of that. Yes. $20. You know, yeah. no, 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 no. It's, it's not It's, it's not, not worth it. It's unnecessary. Yeah. So... You know, just keeping that line of communication open with them. And, you know, they, they re- you gain a re- level of respect. Yeah, you know, absolutely. My, my integrity, I ain't trying to beat nobody, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I haven't had to deal with that. Just that one little situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which methods of payment do you prefer? Do you prefer cash, Zelle, PayPal, card, you know? And the reason why I'm asking that is because a lot of stylists have moved just strictly transition to just card they've yeah. gotten away from the cash and i understand like um i love to have some cash on me but you know in the times that we're living in you know it's kind of not safe to really walk around with globs of cash mm-hmm. so like a lot of times i don't ask for cash i prefer cash apps out um for my my transactions however if you do have cash i'll take it but one thing about me is if i'm paid cash know that I'm like the the bank truck. If don't let it go be here. 
<laughs> Don't let that go over your head. I'm like the Bing truck. So Period. When I'm leaving here, I'm going to the drop-off. And again, I'm like the, the Bing, Bing truck. truck. Don't let that go over your head. I'm going to do my transaction and go home. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the street or be forced to react to somebody trying to, you know, harm me or do something like to me. Like the bank truck. Like the bank truck. Period. Don't let that go over your head. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I understand why um, a lot of people have moved away from that. Yeah. Um, especially like you. Like, you're a lady. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I noticed that you you really don't accept cash. Like, and you mm-hmm. let them know, like, is there any other way that you can... Mm-hmm. You know, baby, she really doesn't like to, you know, to have cash. No, her. it's yeah. too much crazy stuff yeah. that has gone on. Yeah. Recently, too. Recently. Ugh. Ugh. And, um. Yeah. It's just. It's not, a no. Yeah. And so. For I, your safety and ours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, though. For your safe, my safety. And yours. You know. Yeah. Freedom. You know, yeah. all that. Because. I'm gonna move like the bank truck. Don't let that go over your head. Don't let that go over your <laughs> <laughs> You know? But it's just sad though, before we move on, like, cause I went, like, let's talk about that for a second. Or let's just, I just wanna insert that. Like, you know, I never understood why, you know, and, and I know that things are hard. And I pray every day that, you know, God helps each and every one because everybody has the circumstances and everybody has down moments and I know it's sometimes it's hard to feel like you like if feed your family whatever you could be going through to make you do those things but like it's just like how could you like it's just not fair for you to want to take from someone who works hard who really you know and a lot of people look at hairstylists like oh they legal they legal drug dealers you know, I've heard somebody say, like, oh, y'all make money like drug dealers, y'all do this, whatever. Like, no, some of us are really struggling, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, booth rent needs to be paid. Your home, and people understand, we're not only paying bills at home, we also have to pay bills to upkeep the salon. So, like, we're, I mean, like, yes, it is styles out here that's getting it. You know, it is that, like, blah, 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 blah. but these people are working hard for theirs, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, like, it's <clears> so much <throat> other work that can be done. Like, you don't have to take from me. I would rather you say, can I come shampoo for you? Can I come sweep for you? Can I come take your trash out and get a night? You know, different things like that, whatever. Like, we have no problem with doing it. I just never understood that. These days, though, nobody, the thing is, no one wants to work hard anymore. They just yeah. want a fast, quick hustle. Yeah. You come know? up. Come up. And we work hard yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. What does a typical day look like for you? I know this past weekend, Easter weekend, <sighs> past. And ooh. you see me, and then and then you know, and see she laughs about me sometimes. She was like, "Bro, you got, you come to work, and then got four events after work. How are you doing it?" And <laughs> sometimes I had to get after you because that's enough. That's my enough. birthday party. You shut it down. She was like, "This your last one." Just your party tonight. And I'm like, I know, but I got. How are you working <laughs> on your birthday? Like it's a no for me. It's a no for me. I had to get it, Texas. You know me. I'm going to get it. you out of here. I don't care what you say. Like, no. She definitely did. She was like, this is your last one. People were still calling. And she was like, no. No. You're not working no more. That's it. It's this your it. party tonight. Yeah. Like, yeah. you you got to take yourself into consideration yeah. sometimes. And a lot of times, we back burning ourselves. And then we run into the event late. We no looking crazy. Looking crazy. Yeah. We always end up. And in your words, you need Jeanette. 
So I have to take a nap. <laughs> I gotta take a nap. I'm still trained from a kid. I gotta take a nap. As if I don't take a nap and be cranky, like. <laughs> But yeah, oh but that, that's that's true though. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So policies, mm-hmm. um, lateness and cancellation. What are your lateness and cancellation policies? And um, was was it a specific reason why they were created, or for the sake of business that you just created? Yeah. So at first, I didn't have a late policy <clears throat> because, like I said, sometimes I can be tardy and things like that. Um, but so. The way I do it is, um, I don't charge um, for like being late and things like that. Mm-hmm. However, um, if I'm late to an appointment, I definitely apologize. And if I'm extremely late, I definitely take a little bit off of the service. Okay. Depending on the, what you call it. Um, when my clients are late, um, you know, I am. I give you a grace period. Then I give you. A, the extended grace period, then after that, I'm getting a, giving you a call or a text. Letting you I know think that's that, what grinds me. I think I'll be grinded when that happens with you. Yeah, and I'll I give you that. I give you that. Yeah, I give you that last call. I give you three. Sometimes your time gets call, abused. Yeah, mm-hmm. that third call is for you to reschedule um, because it's now getting out of hand. Like a lot of times, and I think because I don't have. I don't charge for late fee. I think sometimes people abuse that. They do. They abuse that. They do. They do. And but I say I give you that grace period. I'll be over there minding my business. Like I am not his assistant. <laughs> I'ma mind my business. Lord, I'm a. I give you that extended grace period, and then I give you that rescheduling call. Like this okay. is not gonna work, especially if, and then like I have zero tolerance, zero for Thursday through Friday through Saturday because that's the peak of my business week. Mm-hmm. You know, Thursday nights. Thursdays is usually like the, the pre-game part of it. It's not really that bad. But Fridays and Saturdays till you know. Yeah. I'm I'm going at a fast pace. And the thing is we be having six or seven clients apiece and no assistant. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we get it done. Mm-hmm. So we don't really have room for you strolling ahead late. You know. Yeah. Uh, we on a schedule. It's gotta yeah. happen. You gotta get in and get out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what about cancellation, though? You have oh, cancellation. You have one time with me to cancel, um, and it's excused. Mm-hmm. And then, if it becomes a repeated offense, you're no longer able to book with me. Okay. And that's just it. It's okay. not even for discussion. I have people that's on the not the no book list that's been on there for like three years and. You know, they see me at church and they like, hey, I've been trying to reach out to you. Is your number changed? No, my number's still, still the same. same. You can't get it through. It's just you. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. For me, um, I have a lateness policy. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to be lenient on it, but people will abuse your time. Mm-hmm. So, I became strict on it. Mm-hmm. January of 2021. Mm-hmm. So, my lateness policy is you get 15 minutes grace period. And then after that, uh, it's going to be a late fee. Yeah. And then beyond, after half an hour, we're going to reschedule. And I'm charging a reschedule fee or a cancellation fee because that's my time. I just missed out on a whole... 
That could have been a whole client. Yeah. She don't play like me. <clears throat> I've been in here with her, and she's over there like, what time is it, brother? And I tell her she get that phone, and she going to work. I be like, what are you doing? Oh, I just told Miss Thing. And I was like, oh, my God. Says no. And she was like, bro, you play with him. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, uh, I hold myself accountable as well. Yeah. And it has helped me improve because I used to be late Linda. And you know, you, since you be on time, I, I'm on time. I am yeah. on it, on it, on it, on it, yeah. because I'm not giving anybody any of my money. Yeah. Um, so I got it. I understood what you ladies were saying in that thread. I understood, and I put myself in that client seat. I am somebody's client, and mm. you know, I understand. So, um, withholding myself accountable, um, that 15 minute grace period. If I got to things happen. Mm-hmm. If I'm coming, I'm coming in 15 minutes. I'm running here. I'm getting here. Normally, I have reached out to him and, hey, bro, I'm coming. Let my client let in. Let my client in. Mm-hmm. And I've already texted you myself. Mm-hmm. And as well, let him know that I'm late. And, and 9 out of 10, she coming right behind me. Right behind me. And I ain't talking about an hour, 15 minutes. She she taking too far 15. It's usually like two or three. Two or three. Like, it's literally... They at the top of the stuff. She coming through the door. Mm-hmm. It's never yeah. more than, and that's five very, very, very random. That's not. So, um, that's not everyday thing. Beyond that fifteen minute window, though, I'm going to comp you. I'm going to yeah. say, hey, um, do you want to get something off of this? Uh, uh, get something off of this this particular service, or would you want to put it forward to yeah, to the next time? And most likely, they're going to say. Today. today, so yeah. we'll we'll just take. And I am not into losing money. Mm-hmm. I'm chasing my bag. Like so it's no habit formed here. Yeah. So that's that's how that goes. So yeah. um, the the reason why, like I said, I I did that was because people will abuse your time, and mm-hmm. I respect people's time. Mm-hmm. As far as cancellation goes for a new client, um, if it's something that the booking site has sent mm-hmm. me. Then I just simply hit no show, and mm-hmm. they're gonna either charge their card, and I'm gonna get my cancellation fee. Mm-hmm. And if it declines, then I'm gonna put them on the block list because mm-hmm. I don't have time. You playing games with my time. Yeah. If it is one of my clients that's a regular and they have just no showed out of the blue, I'm gonna reach out to them because that's not typical of them something's wrong Mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna just sit up there and block them Mm -hmm. and uh, 10 times out of 10 if they haven't reached out something went wrong Mm -hmm. you know and um you know i'm I'm still i'm still gonna need my cancellation fee girl you know but it is what it is you know but they they won't get blocked Mm -hmm. but i'm i am strict on my policies and you know stylists don't be ashamed to be i used to be really strict on my policies but my brother had to I had to take a page out of his book and be consistent he's with... Zero he's zero tolerance. <laughs> he's zero tolerance. He's zero with his policies. Yes. And and it's lucrative for yeah. him. It yeah. is. It is. And so you can't be ashamed to be um, strict or do what... I'll say this. Do what works for your business. What you're doing is what works for your business. Mm-hmm. What I'm doing is working for my business yes. in all due respect and... What he does works for him. As I stated, that that thread was saying, you know, bring back the stylists that grow hair. And, you know, the young ladies, they felt like 
gone are the days when stylists care for hair. Mm -hmm. Do you agree and how important is hair care to you and the services that you provide? Yeah, hair care is always important to me. Um, like I said, it's the school that I went to, they promoted hair care, like healthy hair and stuff like that. So like me, like I look at, I tell clients, like, you know, I still have consultations, especially if you're a new client, I need to see your hair. I need to be able to touch it, feel it, all that stuff like that, whatever. And I've had clients come in and they come in for a service and I have to either do something else if they want to be seen that day or you have to come back mm -hmm. to get the service that you want. Like, for instance, if they want, you know, extreme color or they want um trick color or they want to they want a color that on their hair a vibrant color that, that we have to take their hair so light mm -hmm. that you know is your hair healthy enough for that like i have those consultations because this is my business and i have never been sued or i've never been you know put on blast like oh he messed my hair up he tore me up he did me wrong so you know i take very good care and pride with doing that, whatever. Just like I don't understand how, you know, the newer generation of stylists are asking people to shampoo their hair at home because my whole thing is how can you trust that they have done that? Um, I don't touch dirty hair. Um, like, I have clients who will um, suggest it or tell me, like, well, Justin, you know, because I'm in a rush, I'm going to go ahead and pre-shampoo my hair and stuff like that, whatever, before I come in and blow dry, whatever. And when they sit down... If I part it and I run my finger through and I see something, oh, to the bowl we go. Okay. We yep. know we're going to do another one mm -hmm. or whatever. Now, it's, some people do really do a good wash and stuff at home. And I'll come in. Like, they're getting a sew-in and, you know, a sew-in takes some time. They want to pass the blow dry and wash process or they have a lot of hair and stuff like that. I'll go to the hand. If it's good, mm -hmm. then I'll say, all right, boom, we go. But it's definitely never a requirement for me to wash your hair before you come in mm -hmm. because I'm going to always wash your hair. Because, again, that's the first thing for me for hair care is having clean hair. Mm -hmm. um, I believe in that. Like, I believe in, like, not leaving certain um, weaves in for a long time. You know, I believe in, you know, it's not, not wearing ponytails for so much. Like, you know, you don't need to be keep doing, even if you're doing natural bun ponytails with your bun or whatever. I, I tell my clients, like, and my mom is one of my clients who don't listen um, because she feels as though, you know, her son is a hairstylist. So she does what she wants. <laughs> okay? And, you know, so she, you know, she's, she's starting to see a little breakage and her middle girls, I'm like, you continue to put your hair up and ponytails and stuff like that. Whatever. So, you know, hair care is a number one in my book. And it's very, very important mm -hmm. because if you don't have healthy hair, it's no need of you doing anything. Like, And I tell people all the time, and I even have, if you follow me, you see underneath my clients, their wigs and weaves is hair. You just posted something. I just posted something the other, the other day. Yeah, one of my clients, and I'm so proud of her. When she came to me, her hair was like at the door of her stage because mm. the style she was going to was giving her blonde. And, you know, my the, the client I'm talking about, does she don't, and she tell you, she don't know how. A lot of my clients, I like to like, I don't know how to do hair, Justin. So what you do is what you do, and I'm going to come when you tell me to come because I don't know what to do with my hair or whatever. And I'm not going to do anything that you tell me not to do with my hair. And so she was getting blonde and didn't know how to take care of her blonde because your blonde can look beautiful when you leave. But if you don't do your take home, if you don't do your upkeep at home, your blonde is going to be beautifully ruined. 
<laughs> you know, it's gonna be well, beautifully ruined. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you know, so <laughs> you talk about just <laughs> so you know, so like you know, um, I begin to tell her like different things. We like let's do weaves. Let's keep your hair weaved up, and she listen. We keep her hair weaved up. If she's not in a weave, she in braids. We do different things. We do conditioning treatments. We do that type of stuff. And now her hair is down her back. After a trim, like I gave her a trim and it's it was still down her back. She was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, I love my hair, whatever." Like, and she couldn't stay out the mirror. She couldn't stay out the mirror. She couldn't. Stay, I'm gonna call her later on to see how I look too, because she can be rough. But yeah, it it was it was that was a good thing because, like I said, I promote healthy hair. Yeah. Yeah. So as for me, I I am passionate about styling and I love creativity and all of that, but. Mm-hmm. Hair care is my number one. Um, I invest a lot of time and energy and money into hair care. So, you know, for me, I'm an artist. And Mm -hmm. I feel like how can an artist work on a dirty canvas? That's just my opinion about Mm -hmm. it. You know, so... um, uh, I just, um, it's like, I, I get, a, I give all my clients a thorough consultation mm-hmm. and I'll give them my recommendation as to what needs to happen. Most of my clients natural or uh, get protein treatments yes. every eight weeks and relax, get protein treatments every six weeks. Mm-hmm. So that just keeps your hair strong or whatever, regardless of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you follow my regimen and do what you're supposed to do, then we'll see growth and we'll keep strength and maintain, you know, the health of the hair. Yep. You know, uh, <clears throat> it's not uncommon that stylists will cut corners. Um, I know a lot of stylists that cut corners and I'm not judging anyone, but those aren't the stylists for me. That's you know, so... That's why I was really... Because it hurts your business. Yeah. It hurts your business. That's why I was really... Um, I am really skeptical on who touches my hair, personally. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was peeping you and checking you out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you first came here, my hair was in bad shape because I went to someone. And um, I just wanted, you know, this was before the skunk patch was even out. But I wanted that skunk patch in the middle of blonde Mm -hmm. and it was ruined and Justin tried to fix it for me and it looked beautiful but it was already it was already too far gone Mm -hmm. and normally I color my hair every fall Mm -hmm. and then go back brown for the summer Mm -hmm. but um or let it grow out let it or let you know let it go grow out so it was just so far gone and so broke off. And you just was like, sis, you know what? You just need to just start wearing wigs. And I was just like, I never, I never did wigs. Am I going to I suggested play? a weave too, but a she weave? said that yeah. she I can't basic. sit for, <laughs> I can't sit for a weave. I can do she one. She don't know. But I can't sit she for one. She said it would take three days to do yeah. a whole one. He would be sick of me because my, my ADD is not letting Would you say braid down one day, one bundle next and then finish and, it? Yeah, and then finish it. Yeah, probably finish <laughs> it on the fourth day. Yeah. <laughs> So, I just was like, you know, how's a wig going to look? Because it's like, I really had a mullet, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, am I going to look like dream girls? Like, Oh, and then you, I remember, I, I wish we could add that picture to this too, that picture. Because I remember that day, you was like, I got this wig at home. 
He was like, I only wore it one time. He was like, but then, like, I ain't like something or whatever. And I was like, no, bring it in. We're going to do it or whatever. Yeah. And she bought it in. We did it. And I never forget she had the side part. And I swooped it over, over with the like skunk that. color. And she was like, and I turned her around. She was like, oh, yeah, this is it, bro. I, yeah. <laughs> I, never, I haven't stopped wearing wigs since. I've never said yes. for so well. Yes. Yes. You know, she said that ain't the day in her minutes. Yes. She's sorry. And this, my hair has really grown. Mm-hmm. I, I treated, Justin Tree said, you know, I tried to get him to give me color this past fall. He was not hearing it. Mm-hmm. He told me I'm not ready. I respect his professional, yeah. professional expertise. Even though I'm a stylist, again, I am his client. So he said, I'm not ready. Maybe I'll be ready this time. When she is, because that bang didn't grow down. It didn't grow down. It's, it's oh, coming yeah, under the lip. It's know, under the lip now. Know, so we, we doing. We do it all last time. I had a little <laughs> flip. So, you know, you just got to trust your stylist, you know. And, um, you know, hair and, I, and I tell clients a lot of times, you know, when you come sit in my chair, and I tell them, like, it'd be in a joking way, but it'd be so serious, like, you know, Wherever you work, I don't come and tell you how, how to do, do your, your job. job. Please trust what I'm saying to you. And like I said, I paid over, over fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to be educated. Like I said, like you know, I you know I I just I know what I'm talking about, and that's mm-hmm. why I said like that's why with with to go back to the first question when you asked me about you know what drove me whatever like. Hair has really become a passion for me. So I'm passionate about it. So mm-hmm. I love everything hair. Like, it's sometimes a night where it's though, you know, like some people are like scrolling through Instagram, looking at gossip and stuff. I'm scrolling through hair tutorials, oh hair videos, we, looking mm-hmm. at other stylists do stuff, saying like, oh, that's how they do that. Oh, I'm going to try to see if I can create this, looking at different looks, whatever. And like I said, I have absolutely 100% no hate in my blood. So if I see a stylist that they get, and like a lot of stylists know, I be under other stylist comments like, oh, you killed that. That's mm-hmm. it. I will repost your work. If it's bomb, bomb, I'm really like, I will repost it. And then that because like, that I love hair. I love everything hair. Um, so like when I'm telling a, style, a client like what's best for you, whether you want to hear it or not, I had a client that was like so upset because she wanted color. And I'm like, you gonna get you some tracks. If you that pack, if you really want color that bad, get you some tracks and we can put some tracks in. Or get you a blonde wig and we can color that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, she did that. And she was just like, oh, they work whatever. Because I'm like, you're not even going to want this color in three weeks. You know, you're going to get something that's permanent for you. And then you're going to be wanting to do this. And it's like, no, you know, that's not going to work for you. So, and she listened. She, you know, she really I'm wanted it on her real hair. But she listened and got a 613 wig. And we did the color that she wanted to do. Good. That was the healthier way to do it. Because I know how she is. You know, we have some of them indecisive clients where though they, they want to be purple Tuesday. Next Tuesday, they want to be back blue or they want to be red. And that can happen. But are you able to take care of all that? Like You have to be able yeah, to. Color yeah, comes yeah, with a lot of maintenance. Yeah. Color and shortcuts are high maintenance. Yeah. And you can't come one week and get all this extreme color and go ghost for six weeks. Yeah. Seven weeks, or go down to the water, getting chlorine and all this stuff, and then come back. Sometimes my hair falling out. Uh, uh, of course. So, sorry, I had to vent for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so while venting, let me ask, let me ask this because I'm sure it might bring about a little. Um, what is your pet peeve? Woo. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turn my head back. <laughs> um, my pet peeve 
is, um, I have a few. Can I take a minute? It's talking with T, baby. So, once for that, one of my pet peeves is looking for one service, and then when you get here, you want to change it. Um, and the reason I say it's a pet peeve because nine times out of ten, I have somebody before you or after you, mm-hmm. and I always ask my clients, even though they book on the site, to let me know what you're booking for because I can look at the site and see what slots I have available. And at that time works because if you're getting something like a glue-in or a sew-in, those are services that I really know time, how much time I need to complete those services. Right. Um, I know for a glue-in, I need an hour. I need to be able to put you under the dryer and put your tracks in maybe an hour and 15 because I, if I got to wash you and mold you or wash you and break you down. Um, for a sew-in, I need time to do that. Mm-hmm. A closure sew-in is another different thing. So if you book for a basic sew-in, but then you come here and say you want a closure sew-in, now I have to add another 45, 50 minutes onto a service that is running to somebody else's service. So that's really a pet peeve of mine. Another pet peeve of mine is booking an appointment. Um, you can see on the style see if it was hard to find an appointment that day. Not until that day is busy for me um, to come in here and be impatient. And keep giving you the look, fidgeting, like keep walking back and forth, or asking, how much long is this going to be? How much long is it going to be? Or even when you're in the chair, if you're doing a lot of huffing and puffing and moving, oh, it's a pet peeve of mine. Um, Another pet peeve of mine is bringing unwanted guests with you to your service. Um, I really have zero tolerance for that. Um, I had a client that did it. And it was a little too late because they both, you know, court uh, live here. And I had to let her know, like, you know, you won't be able to book again with me if that happens. Please, I don't care what the circumstances is. That can never happen again. You cannot bring, this is not a double date. You mm-hmm. cannot bring your boyfriend, fiance, husband to the appointment. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, we have very selective space. We are still COVID friendly in here. Um, just don't do that. Your children... Please do not bring your children if they're not able to sit still. Now, I get it. I have some clients, like, if, if you're not working and Marco's not working, I say, hey, it's okay. You can bring your child. I know the salon will be clear, but I don't like the crying and the running around because it's not fair to you and your, your clients to have to deal with it or, you know, embrace that behavior that the mm-hmm. children are doing. Um, and my other pet peeve is wanting to have dinner or lunch. When you come to get your hair done. This is not a restaurant. I know on BAPS, and a lot of people we know about BAPS, they had the hair salon and the restaurant situation going on. Unfortunately, here at Skybox, we don't have that. We don't have that situation. So I don't understand why you want to come get your hair done and eat your meal. Yeah. And now I can go back to the professional way. Uh, <laughs> wow, bro. You, you kind of summed it up, but... Coming from my mouth, I'll say it. Um, my pet peeve is respect my time, mm-hmm. as I'll respect yours. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of hit on that before. Mm-hmm. Um, showing up, and I know that, you know, sometimes you may be a little uh, indecisive, and you, you may be able to slide something in and say, hey, T, you know, I was thinking about getting wand curls as opposed to drop curls. That's an easy Now, that's fix. an easy fix. That's an but easy fix. in terms of, can I get 
Collar, you know, oh. it can't, it can't happen. Oh no, I forgot though. Another thing, I mean, cut you off. Or coming in here talking about some. I'm getting a weave. I'm getting an install, but my tracks ain't ain't clean. I gotta wash my hair. I gotta do this. Can I put my hair in your dryer? No. no. <laughs> you have to come prepared. Or drop your hair off. Of, I tell my clients if you need weave maintenance to your weave before you get it in, drop it off before. Yeah. Show up prepared, especially yes. like for braid services. Yes. If you are going to now, my braid services, mm -hmm. um, you know, individuals, that's the only service. Those are the only services that I don't automatically provide a shampoo service with. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is just for the sake of time. Mm -hmm. But you can book it. Just, and it says it in my description, just request the service. Yeah. Please show up prepared to receive service. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's my pet peeve. Another pet peeve of mine as a stylist is the phone. If I am trying to service you, how can I shampoo you if you are on the phone? Or doing this. And you land back. And the moment <laughs> I get water in your phone or something, it's an issue. Mm -hmm. You're looking for me to replace your phone. Replace your phone. And, and I'm, I hate when they got their phone I'm down. fighting with you. You know. And you're trying to curl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes the service harder for mm -hmm. both you and for me. If I'm trying to style you out or I'm trying to shampoo you mm -hmm. and you're, you're on, you into your phone, you into your phone, you know. Be it at the shampoo bowl or be it in the chair, you know. And it don't take nothing to say, let me call you right back. I'm going to get my hair shampooed. And there will be moments where you're going to be under the dryer for a good minute with me. Not a long time, but you got to get your treatment. treatment right. So there's your opportunity. You talk on your phone. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's your opportunity, sis. Uh, so that's, that's one of my pet peeves. The guest, you know, I don't... You, we have a limited workspace, you mm -hmm. guys. We gave you guys a tour of the salon. And then, as also with COVID, there's no space for extra guests. Yeah. So, this isn't a field trip. Just come. Um, for me... Can't bring your home, girl. No. And then, a lot of times, their commenting is giving, you know, oh, girl, what's she doing in your hair? What's she doing? That's another thing. On When you call your friend doing the service... And it's like, oh, how you getting your hair? Mm -hmm. Let me see what she doing. Mm, mm, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Just miss me with all of that. Because yeah. now you create not a tense work environment mm -hmm. in here. Mm -hmm. And I just really don't care for it. So, you know. But, um, you know, and it's not a complaint fest. It's just the same way you, you guys feel uncomfortable with things. There are things that that's done do. that make us feel uncomfortable with as servicing you, you know? And those are just a, a few of mine. And the that, food thing, you know, the food thing the kills food us. The food thing drives me crazy. You cannot, you've never gone to. And you know, I told my wife and my mother, we don't eat in here. I always try to think about. I don't have no cut cards. Next level, next level um, salons, a next level high business, end. high end. You know, you've never gone to a high end salon. You're never going to walk into a Veda. And uh, invade a salon and see somebody. You'll never nothing. walk in there and see them eating. Not even a Snickers. Anything. <clears throat> You'll never see. Maybe a glass of wine. Yep. 
He be a bottle of water. <laughs> I'm not even bringing the wine thing up. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up. I moved too fast. <laughs> because we once did that. We once offered wine <laughs> as complimentary. <sighs> and I had to remove it. Mm-hmm. Because the clients was coming to get roasted. <laughs> they thought it was happy hour. They thought it was happy hour. <laughs> as opposed to just relaxing and enjoying yeah. a glass of wine while with you your wait. service while you wait. Mm-hmm. And maybe another one you get if you got gunga to dry in. Yeah. It was literally two and three bottles of wine flying through one service. Yeah, yeah. And it's no sense. Yeah. And, and then, then you started requesting it. Where the bottles at? Where the bottles at? <laughs> No, and then started bringing the own. Yeah, I know you lying. Yeah, <laughs> I. So I do still, but you have to request it. Yeah, I, it's still available because I'm not gonna punish all my clients yeah. that really enjoy that relaxation time. It's, I think we should bring it back for the summer. I think we should bring it back for the summer. It's, or maybe have wine down Wednesdays and stuff like that. Or wine well, down Thursdays. You know, I didn't take it away. But you just have to request it. It's yeah. on my menu. Yeah. So that way I can prepare for you yeah. to have it. Yeah. But we can absolutely do that. We can absolutely, you know, bring back the Mimosa Saturdays yeah, and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. Because our clients really felt catered to and enjoy mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to cut some people off because they want to, you know. Get drunk. Get drunk. And, and this is not, not that. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's not last call. <laughs> have mercy. Your <sighs> friends discount. So. What do you feel about that? Do you provide discounts to family and friends? Well, I only have two family members that get their head done for free. And that's my wife and my mother. I provide that services. Self-explanatory. My mm-hmm. wife and my mom. Mm-hmm. But, um, like I said, my family don't really look for discounts because uh, several people in my family are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And we all support. You know what I'm saying? I have cousins that do dinners and do food services. And when I go purchase food from them, it's not like, oh, because you little cousin, you get a discount. Mm-hmm. You know, I pay full price. Mm-hmm. Um, when my wife shops at my cousin's boutique, she pays full price for her stuff, whatever. So it's not that it's like um, that we just really big on supporting and making sure that like, hey, they don't even ask for a family discount. Like my family won't even say, oh, because I'm your family. Good. They respect, Can I, they respect they it. Respect and they want to see me do. grow. So my family pay, pays what 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 I'm worth and pay what I charge. Um, I don't really have a friend discount because like a lot of my friends that come to me also respect my business and say, hey, you know, we're going to, Justin, you do good work. Like my best friend, like, I used to be like, oh, I'm going to get you just because you're my best friend. She used to be like, no, like, I'm going to pay like everybody else pay because I want to see your business grow, you know, like that. And not to mention, she's also an entrepreneur. Like, she's into makeup and she's doing that. So, you know, we all just support each other. And I feel like unless I offer it, please don't ask me for it. Because I kind of, now I do take offense to that when somebody feels entitled to say, well, what can you do for me? Like, mm-hmm. I have several people in the church, the church that feels like, you know, they watch me grow up or stuff like that, so they feel like, well, what can you do for me? Or how much you going to charge me? I hate conversations that start off like that. I'm going to charge my price. I'm going to charge my price. And I don't even say that anymore because you know me. I used to have a problem with having to go there. So now I just say, I'm going to send you the link to my style seat and you can 
view you know what you need to view. That is my line. <laughs> I'll just send you my link, okay? What's your number? Here it's you on the way. Everything's there. My availability, my yes. pricing, yes. my pictures. Yes. I hope to see you soon. Yes. Yes. So to answer that question, like, no, I don't have a family and friend discount because my family and friends, you know, respect my business and they pay what what has to be paid. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, my friends, mm-hmm. my friends respect what I do. Mm-hmm. They they don't ask for a discount. They don't look for you know handouts, handouts mm-hmm. or anything. They they pay my they pay my worth. Um, the friends that I do, you know, I had one friend that used to try it. Mm-hmm. She used to try it. But, you know, um, my family, I don't even service a lot of my family. Mm-hmm. I don't even service a lot of my family for for different reasons that I'm going to just leave alone. But I will speak on my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, I love my sister, but she feels entitled. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she, she does, she's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, um... She, Lily. <laughs> so I I used to say, okay, sis, I will do up to fifty dollars free, and then you pay the balance. Right. And she would be like, okay. So if something was a hundred, you she'll basically get a fifty dollar discount. Mm-hmm. So she'll do. She only had to pay fifty for something that's a hundred. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's more I than fair. I thought it was more than fair. Yeah. But because you know, you're still taking it short. I'm still taking it real short. But you know, she done. She, that wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what to say from there. And you know, I love her dearly, but it is what it is because I can't. When I go to pay my bills and things like that, I'm an entrepreneur. This is the way I eat. This is the way I pay myself and earn a living. Like, I can't, I can't take shorts. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like also if you want, if you respect me and what I do enough, you shouldn't even want to short me. Right. You know. Right. Absolutely. But, you know, it is what it is. So it's no um, bad blood or. You know anything there? It's just I'm not the stylist, stylist for, for you. you. Yeah. So that's just what it is. Makes as far sense. As family and friends discounts. Um, yearly increase. Mm-hmm. Do you do you increase? You know, some stylists they go up yearly. They go up yearly, and um, they go up yearly to due to either you know. Every year, prices increase with everything and in, mm-hmm. in happening in the world. Do you increase your prices yearly, and do you give yourself basically that's giving yourself a raise? Yeah, um, I actually do give myself a raise, and it's usually at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I usually um, change, do a little change of things, but um, throughout the year, if I spend the money to go learn something, to further educate myself with something. Um, for a service that I render and you know prices will probably change and I, I make sure I, I I learned the hard way because I did that recently and my, a really good client of mine we had a little discrepancy because she didn't it was a shocker to her that she had booked in December for something and then booked again in February and things had totally changed because again in January I give 
an increase. That's today's prices? It's not today's prices. And after taking a class, and you know I don't play about taking a class. I will take a class quick, fast, and hard. Yes, you will. You know, the class that I take range from, you know, $700 to about almost $3,000 in a class. So, you know... To see the investment and to do I have to charge when I work because now and I'm taking the time to learn something mm-hmm. and I'm doing for you and then the service that that person wanted to get, you know, that's one of my most lucrative services. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm going to charge what I'm doing because I'm going to give you a awesome product. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The product is going to be a replica of what you want. It's, I don't give what you ask for what you got. I give what you ask for and you got what you asked for. That's what that's 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 how I do, mm-hmm. and um, I don't have a problem with it. And I used to feel like you know maybe I should be like this, whatever. But I saw this one thing that's going as a trending um, voiceover on Instagram when it was like you know don't come to me because you think I have the best prices because I don't mm-hmm. come to me because I'm going to give you the best quality of work. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And that's how I feel now. You know, and it's just like. Um, you know, I do have some things that's still on the low end, and then I have things on my menu that's on the high end and up. So I don't even put myself in a bubble no more in my style seat. Whereas though it's like this is the price I say the price starts at this because depending on what it is, because like I'm noticing now like girls are like in full hair. So you're not paying this price to get a sewing with three bundles and think that you're gonna come in with two extra bundles and still pay that price. No, that's going to be and up. And up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yearly and increase, more labor. quarterly increase, or, you know, seasonal increase. Yes, I do. However, I do try to, like, around Mother's Day, have a nice Mother's Day sale, mm-hmm. do something to give back. Christmas. I know a lot of my clients are moms, so I know it's kind of tough around Christmas time. Hey, I'll do little discounts, come and do something like this, whatever. So, like, I'm not just hitting you over the head, you know. Again, like you said earlier in the thing, I'm washing your back, you wash my back. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those mm-hmm. situations, whatever. But I'm totally, totally, totally giving myself an increase because, like I said, every job, I know every person that works in corporate America or whatever, you get a raise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why am I not deserving of a raise? Yeah. So I give myself one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Two years ago, I just um, started catching on to the fact that I have to... I am the corporation, mm-hmm. and um, you know I managed a corporate salon, and walking away from that <clears throat> situation, I gained so much knowledge. And this man ran a multi-million-dollar corporation. Mm-hmm. What am I walking away from this situation having mm-hmm. learned? And so I took away a lot of good things as far as management. So. Being that I am the corporation mm-hmm. over myself, I said I, I will give myself a yearly increase, but I will consider um, I'm not just going to jack up the price ridiculously. Right. I will right. consider what <clears throat> the price is around me. Right. You know, and I won't go substantially. I'll that into Yeah. So if a weave is 125 then I'm going to try to stay in that ballpark. I ain't going to go, you know, ridiculously. I'm yeah. just throwing that number out there. God knows it ain't 125 no more. No, I would say some people charging $300 for yeah, a basic yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, whoa. But, you know, you just, you try to, I try to stay fair. Mm-hmm. I'm not lowballing myself anymore. I done got out of that. Yeah, I'm you over know, that lowball. I'm o- over yeah. that. 
but you know, I don't try to be ridiculous. And then I'm also realistic with myself mm-hmm. as well. Things that are my strong suit, things that are um, that I'm, I'm really, really well versed in, and things that I've taken classes for, for and yeah. invested in, I am charging because I know that I am giving you the best, best. of me yes, yes. and the best of my work. Absolutely. And then the things that I am still perfecting and coming into my own with, then I'm going to just charge you, you mm-hmm. know, fairly in the middle. And you that's know? fair. That's yeah, fair. So, but um, those are some of the things, most of the things that we as stylists do and those are the reasons why we function and operate the re- um, the way that we do. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that our interview and our conversation, I like to call this a conversation. conversation. Yeah. Hopefully our conversation today shed light on some of your concerns or you know some of the things that you maybe weren't clear on as far as stylists and the reasons why they do the things that they do. Mm-hmm. If um, there was anything that we maybe didn't hit upon that you still are not clear about, then Justin and I will possibly do a live mm-hmm. and we will... Um, oh, that would be fun. That would be, be fun. Yeah. We will do a live and then we will take your questions there. So... Um, well, let's do that. And we go, go live on both pages. That way both followers can be on there and answer questions. Cool. So... So you're to look out for that date. Okay. Um... That date will be coming soon. Um, what, where can our followers find you at? Um, I'm everywhere, baby. Say no. <laughs> you can find me definitely at the Skybox Salon, two two four West Reed Street. But um, on Facebook, you can find me at Justin. He did that. That's J U S T I N. He did that. And on Instagram, I am. He did that. Um, those are my two main sources. Um. That you can find me at. And I think, on, oh, and on TikTok, I'm Mr. He Did That. So, um, those where you can find me at. Again, Facebook, Justin, He Did That. And on Instagram, I am He Did That. And on TikTok, it's Mr. He Did That. Awesome. As for myself, you can find my business page on Instagram at creativity, um, C-R-E- a T I V I T E E 18. And on Facebook, I am the creative brand by creativity. And then on TikTok, it's the create the creative brand. So that's how you can find me to book an appointment with me. Um, it's a link tree mm-hmm. on IG that will take you to all things the creative brand. And, um, oh, and if you go to my Instagram, you can find my booking site in my bio. Yeah. And, of course, just like Justin, you can find me at the Skybox as well. Yes. You know? So, we will talk with you soon on that live. Join us. and That's going to um, be dope. That's going to be fun. That's going to be really fun yeah. to get to interact with everybody and see how they feel. Yeah. 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 So, we'll talk with you soon. Thanks for tuning in today, Butterflies. Don't forget to subscribe like. to like and subscribe to this YouTube channel, um, the Creative Network One. And if you are not a part of our Facebook discussion group, like the fan page, Talking With T, and also subscribe to 
the discussion group. Awesome things are happening there. Talking with T. And follow us also on Instagram at Talking with T 43. So you're always connected with us. The date for the live is set for May 4th, 2022. Join Justin and I for some hair talk and answering all your unanswered questions. Head on over to Creativity, that's C R E A T I V I T E E 18, or I am he did that with two T's on Instagram at 7.30 p.m. on May 4th. See you guys soon. Peace.